You're listening to the On Call Show. All right, guys, we are back, and I'm super, super excited for my next guest. She is a certified trauma-informed life coach, and this is part of the Elite Coaches series, which you guys know is the best out of the best coaches from all of my episodes. It's such an honor to have you, Emmy. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good and I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, you're doing some amazing work. I mean, your Instagram, you've got almost 100,000 followers. You're doing so much for with your coaching and your workshops. I really enjoy what you're giving back to the world, especially after what everything you went through. Speaking of, I'll just let you kind of tell your story and how you got into all of this. Yeah, sounds good. And thank you so much for those kind words. I really appreciate it. Sure. Yeah. So um, as you mentioned, I am now a certified trauma-informed life coach, and I really have a mission and passion for working with trauma survivors specifically, uh, with a big part of that due to myself being a trauma survivor. Um, When I was a teenager, I was in an abusive relationship which is kind of at this interesting intersection between childhood abuse and adult like domestic violence. Um, and it's something that I feel like, at least when I was a teenager, was not really talked about other than, you know, abuse is someone hitting you or something yeah. like that. Uh, so I did not have any understanding of what, you know, emotional manipulation and control and possession and all those things uh, were forms of abuse. So after going through that and being brought down to like rock bottom, really with my own mental health and physical health, honestly, I, you know, managed to make it through that and did not get the help I needed for Mm -hmm. a few years because the messaging, I think a lot of trauma survivors here is, you know, just move on, just get Mm -hmm. over it in the past. (laughs) Yeah, which is really unhelpful. Um, So that's what I tried to do. And then over time, I had a lot of debilitating symptoms of complex PTSD, where I it was very difficult to function and eventually had to go ahead and go to therapy and get help. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was almost six years ago. And Ever since then, I've been doing a lot of healing work in therapy, but a lot of work on my own and really trying to find a sense of community to show me, you know, I'm not alone. Other people have dealt with this. And after a few years of doing that, I really got Mm -hmm. to the point where I remember hearing the phrase, you know, if there's something you want to be in the world, go out and make it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got to that place where that was feasible and possible for me. So I created my Instagram and now became a certified (laughs) trauma-informed coach to really work with people one-on-one and in group settings. So that's kind of how I got here. Very interesting. And I want to point out to everyone, especially if you've been through trauma, if if you can just kind of understand where she's coming from, you've actually started your own business at 25. You were actually also in the United Nations first year spotlight project. So congratulations for that. So you've done all these great things and it is possible you've, you recovered Now you're helping people and you've done all these accomplishments for those that are listening out there. I want you to take note of this, that your life isn't over no matter what age you are or where you're going and, and things like that. I mean, would you agree that there's still hope for whatever age you might be in right now? 
Yes, yes, of course. And I do think it's important to make it clear that um, I'm very privileged to have had the resources I needed when I was ready to, you know, reach out for help that I could access therapy and that I could, you know, find ways to heal. Um, You know, that's not an opportunity everyone has, but if you do, you know, and that's why I create a lot of free resources as well is if they're, you know, I want there to be more free, accessible ways for people to find hope, find (laughs) healing. Um, But yeah, it is absolutely possible to (laughs) heal from trauma. And also, you know, I don't really consider myself fully healed. I still deal with trauma symptoms often. And that's Mm -hmm. also okay. You know, you can still live a really great life while also realizing that sometimes triggers are going to happen or bad days are going to happen. Yeah, I can contest to that. I mean, you have to be ready to and and mentally be there to start the healing process. I know a lot of people that I coach, some people are ready, some are not. Everyone's different. There's no timeline. It's just something that you can feel. So I want to just kind of start off with the nervous system. If you can kind of break down uh, how the nervous system like impacts like by trauma, like what happens to us? Yeah. So this is kind of one of the main approaches I take with my work is how trauma impacts the body through the lens of the nervous system. So to be really brief, and you know, this is not like a scientific education session here, but um, our nervous system, there's the autonomic nervous system, which is kind of like what is doing our body's work behind the scenes. So, you know, we breathe, our heart rate, you know, varies based on if we're faced with danger or not, all sorts of stuff, digestion, all of that is happening without our conscious thought. You know, we don't think like, oh, I need to digest now. And then just like summon that to happen. Um, So when we experience a traumatic event, what happens is our nervous system gets activated into a state of fight or flight, um, or to the point of shutdown. And this is something that everyone has experienced. If a car has ever pulled out in front of you or, you know, you you faced a predator of any kind, there's a dog like running at you and barking really loud. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's our body's natural response to danger. But if you've been through something that is long-term ongoing or really intense and really severe, and your nervous system does not have the ability to come back to a place of knowing I am safe and stable and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, then there can be a lot of issues that come up and that is commonly, you know, the symptoms of PTSD or just trauma. So the three, you know, the three main ways that we see trauma showing up in the nervous system are fight, flight, and uh, shutdown. And -hmm. there's some, you know, variability in between the three of those, but fight would be, you know, you find yourself really irritated a lot, angry, Mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of lashing out, maybe blaming other people a lot. Uh, Flight would be, you know, feeling very anxious, feeling like you need to like run away when things get intense, or you're just kind of always in the state of hypervigilance or something's wrong. And then shutdown is when your body has sensed there is no facing this danger, uh, there's Mm -hmm. no getting through it. So it's more of like a depressive state where it's hard to get out of bed, hard to Mm. mobilize, hard to motivate yourself. Um, And like I said, you know, there's a lot of variability in between those three, but those are some of the ways that the nervous system is impacted by trauma. 
Yeah, very well said. And, you know, the body, the mind, it's, you know, connected. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things that I get, especially with people that tune in, the empaths, the highly sensitives, Mm -hmm. the trauma victims, they, um, I would say relationship is the biggest issues that people have. What are some of the ways for, for how can trauma show up in our relationship? Because I see that there's a lot of people that, that tune in, maybe they're a single parent or, you know, they've started the dating process, but the trauma keeps coming in and they self-sabotage themselves. Even myself, like I have to keep totally. reminding myself, like when we're dealing with, with relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So this is something I love to focus on and have a lot of work about around is how trauma impacts relationships. So, you know, happy to, happy to help with that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so some of the like the four main ways that I really break down in this course that I offer is um, trust. So trauma can make it really difficult to not only trust other people, which is very understandable if someone in the past has harmed you really deeply, it might be very difficult to trust anyone again, mm-hmm. uh, but also trusting ourselves and feeling like we have our own back, we're on our own team, and we can confidently make decisions that can get really impaired when trauma teaches us that you know, there's something wrong with us or we're, you know, whatever someone has told you in the past or whatever you've internalized through what you've been through. Um, And then communication can be very difficult with trauma because um, when our nervous system is activated, parts of our brain that are in charge of putting feelings into language can completely go offline, making it very difficult to describe what being triggered feels like or just how you're feeling when you're in a heightened Mm -hmm. state. But also, you know, being in fight or flight mode can lead to a lot mm-hmm. of communication that is not coming from a regulated nervous system state. Mm-hmm. And so saying things that you don't mean or not saying the things you want to say, all of those can cause difficulties in relationships. Um, and then boundaries. And I'm sure, you know, the empaths out there, like myself included, <laughs> boundaries are a big hot topic for good yeah. reason. Um, so with trauma, really... Trauma can teach you that, you know, you're not allowed to have boundaries that especially if you've experienced a kind of abuse that you're Mm -hmm. being exploited. It's like you are there to serve other people and you're an object, essentially. Or alternatively, trauma can teach people, um, not even teach people, but can result in having really rigid boundaries where it feels too dangerous to let anyone in. So we Mm -hmm. keep people out and that can feel really lonely and isolating. And then the last one I cover is discernment. And what I mean by that is the difference between red flags and triggers. So especially when you're going and meeting new people, um, friends, colleagues, or romantic relationships, you know, understanding what is happening when your body is triggered versus what is a red flag and what do you need to avoid? So yeah, those are some of the ways that trauma impacts relationships. Yeah, it's a tough one because that seems to be the number one thing with people that I coach as well. Mm-hmm. But you've explained it very nicely. But one thing I, I want to say is like with all the you've mentioned with trauma after this pandemic, with so much going on, it mm-hmm. just seems you don't even have to had a, a bad childhood or, or gone through trauma. People right now, whoever's listening to this podcast. The, a lot of people are depressed. They have anxiety. They have PTSD from from everything that's going on, and they yeah. never had any issues growing up or anything. And now, 
they are reaching to people like yourselves. They're, they're seeing counselors, trauma specialists. I mean, I don't think the world is doing enough like for mental health. I mean, what do you think about all that? I mean, the work that you're doing is amazing. That's why, you know, I called you on here, but I think we need more people like yourselves to just help people and say, it's okay. You don't have to be shameful. We're all human, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I completely agree. And, you know, to, if we think about an evolutionary or biological perspective, a global pandemic is absolutely traumatic as much as our society. And, you know, this varies between, you know, lots of different um, demographics and like regions and everything. But as much as we're told, like, this is the new normal, or, you know, just stay inside, you can work from home, you can like, find different ways of living, everything's fine. Our bodies are still getting this message of something's wrong, something's wrong, people are dying, people are dying every day. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's traumatic. Like, there's no way of, you know, pretending it's not even if you are right. the most well adapt person exactly. to this situation. Uh, but many people, you know, healthcare workers, especially teachers, mm. like a lot of people in the um, that are, you know, helping patients directly or, you know, in the front lines, it's certainly traumatic, especially mm. when you're watching people die or your family members are dying. Um, yeah, it's yeah. definitely, I think that's why I'm really passionate about the whole world becoming trauma informed. And mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of incredible, like, um, healthcare workers and teachers and, religious leaders in trauma-informed trainings that I've taken trying to build those skills because you know there's only a certain number of therapists and coaches so the more like leaders in general that are trauma aware at least uh the better so yeah 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 it's 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 becoming an issue and like you said it's everywhere not only just on social media but the people that we come across every day and so I think it's very important that you, you know, whoever's listening, you have that go-to person, you you reach out to somebody, at least check in once, once a day, just to let them know how your day is, because we have to, as trauma victims and empaths, you know, we like to kind of stay, you know, isolated, and that could be detrimental. And, and so that brings me up to the next question is, how do we break this cycle? Because there's a lot of people listening right now, who keep they'll do well for a little bit. They'll listen maybe to a couple YouTubes or podcasts and they'll be gung ho for like a week. And then they'll go into like a, a phase where they can't function. And mm-hmm. that cycle just keeps going on. So, on. so mm-hmm. you're pretty good with that. I know that you, you've talked about breaking the cycle. So what does it mean to break the trauma cycle? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I refer to the cycle of trauma, what I'm referring to is Um, more of a cycle of abuse or something like that causes trauma. So Mm -hmm. for example, if um, your parent was raised in an abusive home and then they become abusive themselves to you, you now have this opportunity. Are you going to follow in their footsteps and become abusive yourself? Or are you going to break that cycle? And, you know, and then at the same time, are you going to continue to become a victim because that's all you've ever known? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to break the cycle? So there's a lot of things that go into this uh, and it's very difficult to simplify, but I think what's really necessary is first of all, making the decision, which, you know, a lot of people do. And I think what you're kind of mentioning is people getting really on board for a little bit and then Mm -hmm. maybe falling back. Um, So first of all, deciding that you want to, which many people don't, 
Um, so if you've even had the thought of like, I don't want to be a victim anymore. I don't want to be an abuser myself. That's fantastic. Um, so making that decision and then finding tools, resources, support to sustain that. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, really a big benefit of working with a professional, but there's other ways of going about this is, you know, having sort of an intention for yourself and then checking in with yourself every day to see, are my actions in alignment with that vision I've casted for myself? And if you have someone else like there or someone else there to kind mm-hmm. of hold that vision for you. And that's, I think a lot of the work I do with, especially one-to-one clients is, mm-hmm you know, holding that vision for what they want for themselves, Mm -hmm. how they want to liberate themselves from the cycle of trauma that may have been cranking through their family for generations. Mm -hmm. Um, So even when they have a bad day, or even when they're feeling, you know, really scared or really worked up, I'm there just to remind them, like, you you got this, you know, Mm -hmm. you you can do this. Um, So yeah, that's some of the idea of what breaking the cycle means. Yeah, I mean, that brings me to also thinking like a lot of times when people don't reach out and the things that build up causes, I mean, one of the main things is shame and rejection and mm-hmm. I, and those two are interchangeable. And I, I was wondering if you can kind of talk about that, why some people, especially men that are listening out there, I know there's a good portion of men that are listening on this podcast, but for men to actually come out and and ask for help that is mm-hmm. a, that's not manly um and so i just wanted to ask you what what are some of the first steps if somebody's like shameful and they don't want to ask like their significant mm-hmm. other or go to a therapist or someone like you what what can they do just to kind of get that shame and guilt out yeah in other healthy well, ways yeah Yeah, I love this question. So I'm really obsessed with kind of eliminating shame because especially with complex trauma, like abuse or neglect or, you know, long-term traumatic situations, survivors often feel a great deal of shame, meaning there's something wrong with me. I'm a bad person. It's my fault this happened to me, Um, which may have been indoctrinated in them since they were newborn children. Uh, So it's a huge thing that really prevents healing from happening. And in the example that you're using of, you know, a man not feeling like it's okay for him to reach out and ask for help because that is, you know, soft or something. (laughs) um, Yeah, that's like absolutely a real thing. And I think what helps me is realizing that it... The frameworks that we've been given about what is strong and what is weak are mm-hmm. often totally false. And like it might, it takes a tremendous amount of bravery, strength mm-hmm. to reach out and ask for help. So, yeah, that's pretty interesting stuff. So, I wanted to just kind of wrap it up here and ask you if you can go back in time in a time machine to your old self and mm. everything that you've learned up to this far. I mean, you've accomplished so much in life. What would you say to your old self to kind of help you out or anyone that's listening? Yeah, I love this question. Um, I think the biggest thing that comes to mind when I think about my past self, I'm usually thinking about who I was as a teenager when I was going through my abusive relationship is realizing like, I would say to myself, you know, you're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, and you should not be with someone who 
makes you cry every day. Um, there are better people out there and you deserve more than breadcrumbs in between, you know, violence. Um, so yeah, I think that's the main thing I would say. And I mean, to myself through a lot of the ages is just a reminder of like, there's nothing wrong with who you are, even when you're having bad day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, there you have it. You guys definitely check her out before we take off. Can you just tell us where we can find you on social media? I know you've got a lot of good stuff coming with your workshops and, you know, uh, you have one on self-love and trigger triggering and all that good stuff. If you can just kind of tell us. Yeah, absolutely. So on social media, my handle is at blooming with Emmy. So like blooming like a flower with Emmy. Um, my website is emmymarie.com and you can find all my, all of my resources on there. I've got lots of free stuff, some low cost offers, and then coaching with me as well. Awesome. Well, I just want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast. This, this episode is actually one of the elite coaches series. So I just started it and I handpicked and I look at all the stuff that you've done in the past oh. and your experiences and you're right up there in the, in the top spot. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. And, and thanks so much. All right, guys, that does it for this episode. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out or leave a comment in the uh, below and always keep on moving forward. Stay tuned for the next episode. And we are out. <laughs> nice. All right. Sure.